Hey folks, this is artist writer Bill Sienkiewicz. You're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me as always is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. I asked him the most important question ever, and to my surprise, he said yes! The wedding list is open, link in the show notes, and you're all cordially invited to celebrate the union of Mr. and Mrs. Norin Rad. You're still really nice for taking my last name. You didn't have to do that. Oh. You know, we can be more progressive than that, but I, yeah, I think it's really kind of you. I, I'm more than happy to, simply because it's fewer letters for me to write every time I write my name. So it's that is true. Of utter laziness. Yeah, that's how I make most of my decisions. So, <laughs> listen, I cut off a syllable for my existing surname. So, you know, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah. <a> whole syllable. <laughs> Oh my goodness me! I'm gonna have a slurp of tea. Hang on a sec. Oh boy, here mm. it comes. I'm gonna to have to wet my whistle because I'm I'm a bit. <clears throat> I had my first vaccine on fr- uh, Friday. We're well, Sunday now, um, so on Friday, wow. and um, it wiped me out. I won't lie to you. I was um, mm-hmm. I was yeah. rough yesterday. Yeah. Aching. When I first did it, I did. I got a little roughed up too. Yeah. I mean, you know, exhaustion stuff like that. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, aching and just headache and temperature as well and weirdly my arm was was really hot to the touch all day yesterday oh, as well as aching yeah my arm my arm was sore i felt really tired and exhausted a headache and then my wife had a fever but just for the first night but nothing else yes yes yeah yeah i and think i probably did as well. well um that said get them done folks as soon as you can yeah um, of course Jeez. you know uh none of this um hesitation resistance or um uh, any of that uh the quicker we all have it the better it is and the more quickly we can get back to going to card shows oh yes well i i say we uh, well yeah i've been vaccinated now 72 percent of our audience are in the u.s we we won't have them in this country for a long time yeah so i'm i've yeah i've already been waited the two weeks everything went okay and then I went on my first card show. Um, oh, God, how long ago was that? That was a little while ago. About a couple three weeks, weeks ago. ago. Jeez. And um, and that was really fun. I had to drive like an hour and a half. So I have one today. That's like 30 minutes, oh. 40 minutes away. So go see. Go see if there's any Marvel stuff. This last one had some, which was pretty fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't pimp it enough. You know, where can people see your experience to where you went to that oh. culture. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can see me on YouTube for uh, under Sketch Card Hive. I did a vlog, my first vlog, which was really fun. I've always wanted to, you know, dabble in it and do it a little bit because I do come from like a, a film background and stuff like that. And I don't know, wanted to give it a shot. So I'm doing it for fun. You know, if you follow, I appreciate it. If you check it out, that'd be nice. But it's also just basically a little side thing for me and, you know, keep myself busy have a little fun with it because yeah, i had a good time with cool. it i didn't think yeah. i would but i did so no it's it's great i yeah. enjoyed it i was i was i was i lulled i did you lulled i lulled, you lulled. i did mm. i had a blast so it was a fun time speaking of having a blast um by the time people hear this they will have heard 
our interview with Grant Sangram of Upper Deck. Oh, yes. And um, all the kind of inside intel on Black Diamond. Um, I say inside intel. We recorded it so many months back now. <laughs> I can't actually oh, remember man. what we spoke it was about. I remember it was yeah. a huge, huge ton of fun. Um, because yeah. since, um, since we last sat down to record, they're, all these artists, all the sketch card artists have been given the green light to share their sketches. Oh, it's been M- insane. Gee. I know. I know. They're all next level. It is absolutely next level. I mean, it's the kind of, it's the kind of next level that you expect from Premiere. Yep. That I think maybe it's fair to say that for a lot of collectors, Premiere 19 didn't quite deliver on. Um, yeah, there was tons and tons of complaints about that. And I yeah. do think, yeah, there, there were some misses there, yeah. but I think, you know, you get to the premium product, you need to be more selective and yeah. you know what I mean? And I, I think they're pulling that off with black diamond. Yeah. I mean, I it mean, wasn't, is, is it that big of an artist list? I remember looking at it. Um, it was over a hundred, wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I'll be and honest with you. Specific character cards, I think too. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't actually looked at the um, artist list. I think there's two types of sketch card. There's an exquisite one. And I have mm-hmm. a feeling that that's the one that's character named specific i think yeah you're right. um and then there's a, a black diamond one and i think that's generic because i know i've seen yeah. black cat for example um Gosh, on, on that right. stock um but they don't i mean a box and a pack are the same thing as with premiere and it's right. 350 bucks and you get six cards but it's not guaranteed a sketch per per pack box. i think it's one in three for one of the types of sketches, and I think the other type of sketches may be a little bit scarcer. I have a feeling the exquisite is the scarce one. Um, I would assume exquisite is always considered the highest yeah. brand, one of the highest brand yeah. card things. So top tier product, and obviously, uh, and, and I do remember that we hadn't talked about that when we spoke to Grant. I don't remember him telling us about there being two. No, I don't um, think we got a chance to. Man, that was an over <laughs> information overload. That was so much fun. Yeah, no, it, it was. I, I need to re-listen to it, actually. Um, it'll be <laughs> like going back in time. Um, it'll be like listening to a conversation you forgot you'd had, which is, kind of effectively what it will be um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so this week this week Norin oh boy this week is the second of our you ask we answer <laughs> amazing this is the best game show thing ever it goes on a bit, so I'm going to fade it out. It goes off for two minutes, like that. Two minutes. How enthusiastic is that theme tune? I mean, it's seriously, I'm going to fade it up. It's still going. It's in it. It's like ready to experience life at its best. I, I mean, properly. I mean, that yeah. That theme tune is living its best life. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Because we didn't get through all the questions. No, we didn't. Last time. Um, I should probably pull them up on screen so that we can see um, <laughs> which ones we missed. Um, so I'm going to start with one that's actually been asked openly on MMC oh, since then. Um, and this is specifically talking about Marvel Masterpieces 2022. Oh, boy. Now, whoever is working on it is already working on it. Oh, for sure. Okay. However, Alex Paulus 
Hello, Alex. Alex. Which artist would you like to see chosen for the next set? Uh, mm. Wow. And um, so, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to find that the, there's been a question posed today on the group separately with people asking who would you like to see work on a set. So I'm going to pull that up while, you're, while your brain box is going around. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember around. this one. There was a lot um, of good lists, a lot of good people on that list. Yeah. I, 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 it was actually yesterday, I think, I saw it, and I, I haven't answered it yet because I, I had a bit of a – well, because I was still in post-vaccine mode. Um, I was, right, yeah. <laughs> I was um, – a little bit foggy of head um now foggy of head foggy of head where is it i've actually we've got group topics in mmc and in the other group um that people don't generally um i think some people know about them some people don't but it's a really good way of indexing the posts and i've already got one for mm 2022 <laughs> you beast so someone else has asked um in fact yeah there's 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 two posts but this one um robert ackerman the third um wanted to pose a question for the whole group which artist would you most mm-hmm. like to do a future mm set um so before we dive into what people have suggested anyone spring to mind on the top of your head Norin? uh funny enough the person he picked out was somebody i would have liked um isad ribic mm-hmm. he did um silver surfer requiem the cover work for that's that. right and, that's right and the, the and the panels and it's just and he does thor series as well it's just a very beautiful watercolor um one of my particular favorites as well and i could see that style being very very interesting a very distinct mm. look mm. to it as well so that's i mean that's a good one there were some other really cool people on instagram um oh, artists federico yeah well yeah sorry so federico something i forgot the last name now it's mentioned there by somebody in the comments but um there's some great people that can be chosen for this for sure there are i mean the the go-to the one that's come up a lot recently from more than one person is alex ross yeah um i i would love to see alex ross do any card set you know especially a masterpieces one um I just don't know if at this point in his career he'd want to do one. That's always been my yeah. worry too. Like, I think it's a great suggestion and mm. I would love to see it. And we've seen his work on cards. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? In particular series um, and so forth. But, I, you know, to see him do a full set of each character, I definitely yeah. think it's a major undertaking for major artists and yeah. whether he has time to schedule or if Upper Deck has the money to commission him to do such a that, massive That's what I, I have another. a feeling his rates are probably up there. Yeah, his rates are probably at the very top. Mm. Um, the other person whose rates are pretty top, who I would like to see too, but it would be Gabriel De Loto. Oh, like yes. He, yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, a phenomenal artist mm-hmm. who would be great on the set. But mm. you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they'll be able to get him honestly yeah. someone suggested mark brooks and mark brooks's work is just phenomenal um i'm just going to get up on screen um a black cat variant cover he did um which i own actually but it's not near me um um just so you can see it this is just phenomenal yeah. um come on hurry up oh it's not brought up full size look at that can you see that 
Yes. Oh, that looks awesome. Isn't it astonishing? Um, I'll yeah. put this in the tasting notes for folks. Uh, Mark Brooks does does really good stuff, but he's mainly mainly seems to be variant covers. I've seen his work on. I don't remember mm. seeing him having done kind of like a book or um, uh, necessarily. I think he's more portraits and covers uh, things like that. Um, yeah, a lot of these artists are major like portrait artists and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the top people that you see doing variant covers, which I find is quite interesting that a lot of people have suggested, like Adi Granov. Adi Granov would be amazing. His, his yeah, I mean, that would be wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Um, or or um, Art Germ, Stanley Art Germ. Lab. Art Germ's really great. Definitely um, great. So Delotto's in the list, uh, Rubik. And then interestingly, um, someone's thrown in some, some some kind of more familiar names in terms of the card world. Cat Stags. Cat Stags would be pretty amazing. Oh, for sure. Um, Cat Stags. There's a lot of yeah, sketch cards. There's a, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, that's right. I, I owned one of hers. Oh, wow. At one point. Um, looking great up. piece. Yeah, Heroes and Villains. Really great piece. Um, for sure Bella Rashlin Bella would be amazing um, Bella's good Rihanna Owens. Um this is one I'm not familiar with Tula Lote someone suggested that I have seen that work that artist's name yeah. but I can't picture it in my head either yeah more than one person has said Alex Ross someone suggested one here uh, it's Andre actually Andre Orsch um, suggested that's the person a list of people ah oh, Ricardo Federici that's it Federici. Ricardo uh, Federici that um, person's just phenomenal. Someone has suggested Frank Cho, and I'm like, yes. That's a good I one. love Frank Cho's work. I really love it. That's a good um, one. And if you're on that kind of spectrum of 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 people, uh, oh, Greg Horn would be a good one. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, he did. He did some amazing Electra and Ms. Marvel covers back in the noughties for Marvel. Really top end stuff. Really, um, that's amazing. Um, yeah, there's there's Ben Harvey who's on Instagram, whose stuff I I I believe is that who it is? I believe so. Whose stuff I really like and I think would look really cool. Um and then yeah, the Federico is um well no, it's not that. How do you say it? Ricardo Federico. Uh yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Just phenomenal. That's the person I would be really excited to see as well. I, I've, I tell you what, I've got a load new fo- load of new follows here um, <laughs> in terms of some of these <laughs> artists because some of them I, I'm just not as familiar with. Um, so I'll be hunting them down. Um, someone has suggested uh, Mick and Matt Glebe, um, who would be an excellent choice. Um, and someone has actually suggested uh, Dre, Andre Orsch, um, yeah. uh, which would be absolutely amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Art of FX. Um, yeah, I'd like to see those kind of be like um, like flair, you know what I mean? Yes, kind of people. Yes. Like I, I could see that stuff yeah. really working there well too. Uh, and someone suggested bringing back like the MM ninety three multiple artist set type of thing. Yes, a collaboration. I personally would like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, ah, here we go. I, w- I didn't, I hadn't spotted this, but someone has suggested the person I would like it to be. Um, but before I get to that, I'm going to read out a few other through the other suggestions. Yes, I think that'd be great because uh, I, uh, I don't know if you saw. I did a little video of my MM 2007 set just on the group because someone asked about. Um, oh, awesome! I have to look at that. Someone, yeah, it's um, I just kind of went through the binder. Just to binder? Show that yeah, that yeah. must be cool. Um, because um, a lot of people didn't know about the case topper 
um yeah yeah those are beautiful um and um i was saying that one of you know i like the set because um and we remember when we spoke to bob budiansky no one it was never the intention from the original concept of masterpieces back in the 90s albeit yes things can change and update can do what they want it, they never they never intended to limit it to just one artist mm-hmm. per, per year and obviously 93 immediately widened it out 94 it's actually two artists it um, is two so it was yeah. 95 was four artists 96 was two artists so mm-hmm. um so 2007 um has an enormous range of styles and artists and it although it was an original art with very few exceptions. I think there's a few pieces of original art in there. Joe Jusko's yeah. original. Um, there, there's, a, there's an enormous range of, of artists there. And I think that is what why I like that, that set. It's why I like the 93 set. It's because I love a, an artist-focused set, but I also like the variety. I like the variety. Um, and I think the variety with the format and sex structure they've got now would actually be really intriguing, how they'd structure yeah. it. I liked how they brought that artist, multiple artists thing into flair and kind of like, you know what I mean? Did that there a bit yeah. instead of having it in, in masterpieces. And yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I mean, honestly, 93 MM 93 is one of my favorites. It's seriously um, underrated in terms of art. I think it's beautiful. Mm. I think there's some great pieces in there. Um, I think the majority of it has great memorable pieces mm. for me. Mm. Um, I, I like what they're doing with flair you know, having one artist with masterpieces, you know, I don't know what they're going to do and how they're going to pursue it in the future or what level of artists they're going to take. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that, that's the next interesting thing yeah. because, yeah. you know, we have Jusco, who's the godfather of this, right? Then you have Bianchi, who is, you know, a comic book artist, a very well-established European comic book artist and American artist. And then you have, you know, Palumbo, which comes on the side of fantasy art, mm. similar to like MM96. <laughs> Bob Ross. <laughs> Sorry, I'm scrolling down before we've got to it because I didn't mean to put you off there. But um. <laughs> No, 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 that's perfect. I guess that's just what I mean. Like, I wonder what yeah. the next tier level, you know what I mean? What kind of artists they're going to pull? I know. It, the background's going to be. Oh, I mean, it's a difficult one. I, I, I'll... I will get to who I think it might be in a moment. Um, someone suggested Ko Cacao, and I think Ko is 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 amazing. I'd love to see him. Ko is great. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm loving it. everything. I think he's great for Flare Ultra. Yeah, I love the way he what he's doing for yeah. Flare Ultra. And that's what I like about Flare Ultra is again you have that mix of artists. You have yeah, your Tom Flemings. You have your like Flare um, Ultra needs to stay original. Like yeah, that's important. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Um, and the thing is, we know there's a Flare Ultra Avengers set coming because Travis. Yes. Was, those sure. works are probably all done. I would, I would imagine so. Yeah, you know, because they're original be. art. So you know, your lead time yeah. needs to be a little bit more on those things. Um, yeah, they have to be. Someone has suggested Boris and Julie again. Um, I can't see Boris and Julie doing it again. I'm pretty sure we asked them if they'd it. do it again. I think no, well, they do. I, I think they do an insert set if it ever yeah, came down to it, possibly. But the time for them to do something yeah. has kind of passed. Yeah, because <laughs> that you know what I mean. The 2020 set would have been the perfect way to get them in there. So, Bob Ross. So, who's Bob Ross again? Should I know who Bob Ross is? So, Bob Ross is the American painter who did those uh, that television series where he was drawing landscapes. Oh, okay. Oh, right. He was very sweet, very gentle, right? Very hippie, very very kind man. So he did, you know, very much in the same vein as uh, Rogers. Yes. Okay. From, yeah. Yeah. We have one of those. He was an Australian that settled in the UK called Rolf Harris. 
Roth um, yeah um and he was he was famous for doing that um, that's awesome then ended up going to prison for um sexual abuse about <laughs> about seven eight years ago so anyway moving on um so someone said bob ross with a parallel set of each character done as a squirrel by andre orsh <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny now it makes sense now it now makes, makes sense, sense. Um, little squirrel and uh, this is a really good idea um and i'm i'm wondering if this could actually be a separate set um also it would be good to have an anniversary set where they bring everyone back just go boris julie devries palumbo bianchi etc call it mm legacy I really like that idea. That would be a cool idea for sure. Can you see them dropping two sets? Like a Masterpieces yeah. 2020 and then an MM Legacy set. There's like yeah. a 30th anniversary set. I, I, I would I'd buy that for yeah, a while. I think as long as they didn't release them both in September. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great idea. Um, I like that. Fred Ian. Fred Ian's been mentioned <laughs> a few only, times. Pat King would only do this if they wanted to make $84 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they probably would. Yeah, that's true. That would be a great idea. It's yeah. MM Legacy. I mean, we're, are we coming up on an anniversary? What What is Yeah, it's up? the 30th anniversary next year of Just Go Set. So crazy. It's kind of like, which makes everyone feel old. <laughs> um, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, Fred Ian's been suggested again. Fred, bless him. Whenever this is mentioned, and he's he's often mm-hmm. tagged and has this thrown at him, he very humbly says that he doesn't think he's up to it. Well, Fred, uh, mon ami, um, I, I, uh, I, 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 I beg to differ. We'd love to see you there, but you're you're a beautiful, humble man, and, and thank you for for for, for being you. Um, I God, those new sketch think, cards he did for Black Diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think we've talked about this, but if we haven't, I'm I'm going to repeat again. I'm pretty certain Fred Ian is on Unbound. Yeah. That APAC exclusive set that we talked about. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, so my choice, which someone has actually suggested here, who I think it might be, is Eric Gist. I was wondering. I, get, I agree 100%. Yeah. Ian Gist. Um, who we spoke to back on episode... I think he'd be great. Now. <laughs> um, I think he'd be brilliant. Um, I, know, I know he was um not sure if i'm even supposed to say but i know he was hopeful of working on more marvel stuff with upper deck so i hope he's working um, on more marvel stuff that'd be a shame if he wasn't just like a cow like i think they'd be um, missing a beat you know and peach i mean peach has anime you know i yeah. think there are a lot of yeah. breakout artists for flair and geist is it geist so, or geist? um is it? you know what we spoke to him we should know this um, I, I think it's geist geist i think geist i is think great. it's geist. i love his work i love um, his work I think he's he's a lovely guy as well. Um, oh, so, the sweetest, super so nice. Go back and listen, people. Um, he's a really, really lovely fella. Um, that was an awesome episode too. He's yeah. he's gone a bit quiet on Instagram, so <laughs> I'm wondering. Working, yeah, I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm wondering if he's if they've got him chained to an easel. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah, so my my choice is Eric 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 Guest. That's great. Geist. Um, yeah, Sorry. I think that's awesome. Eric, I feel really bad because he, he did actually speak to... You know what? Shall I just go and quickly find the episode and, and let's play the intro and hear how you pronounce his name? <laughs> let's quickly do that. Hang on a sec. Um, yeah, I like to see more it? sketch card artists do like insert sets, like Perna and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be yeah. cool? I think that would look cool. Yes. I feel yeah, like no, they did that really cool. for Marvel Premiere. NAR did the emotion set. Oh yes, that's right. 
Yeah. And it's happened yeah. a couple of times where they got sketch card artists to do like a small insert set. Yeah. I yeah. think that should come back. That's always yeah. really cool to see. Definitely. So Eric was on episode 57. 57. Um, so let's, let's actually play a little bit of this and hear how you pronounce his surname. <laughs> I can't believe we forgot. Come on. Hi, I'm E.M. Gist, and you're listening to the Marvel Gist. Card Collectors Podcast. It's Gist. Oh, yes. Okay, stop, stop. Okay. Gist. Gist. Right. Gist. Gist, not Geist. Or Gist. Gist. Eric, Gist. thank you for Rockstar. being patient with us. Gist. Gist. I got to commit that to memory. Oh, my goodness me. Right. So, what other um, questions did we have? Um, let's have a look, see. So, the artist for the next set. Covered. Um, so this this was from Tony Perna, this question, and this is why oh, I, no. I didn't want to rush this one into the last oh, half right. an hour of last week because I thought we could be going on for this for a little bit. This, Tony Perna asks, Tony Perna of Canada asks, do you think inserted sketch cards have run their course? Seems like the hot tickets in speech quotations are the PMGs and slabbed base cards. Interesting. Sketch cards have run their course. Do you think inserted sketch cards have run their course? Do you mean like, does he mean like in terms of like desirability in the third market or does he mean like being like the hot ticket item in a box? I think the latter actually, because he's then yeah. saying the hot tickets are the PMGs and slabbed base cards. Yeah, right. So um, context wise. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of a little bit of both because the slab base cards is obviously a secondary market thing. Right. Yeah. That's what I was trying so, to think of. So, um, Hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, and this is something I want to ask you, Ian, funny enough, um, I think sketch card prices have gone kind of insane um, with anime. They're starting to come finally come back down, but I feel like every sketch card I see now is above $200, um, you know, on eBay or whatever. Um yeah. At least for anime, it feels yeah. like they're just so crazy. And mm. in terms of like, so it's weird because ugh, it's so tricky because then you have to say like, well, how do you value a sketch card? You know what I mean? Because yeah. it is very subjective. And mm. and like, I think at this point we're leaning over into like personal opinion type of stuff. Like me personally, I've slowed down on sketch cards because it, it at this point they've gotten so expensive and they're such a commitment for me that I have to completely be blown away for yeah. me to run after one. Yeah. And that's just where I've gotten in my collection. You know what I mean? That's just where I'm at right now. I'm like mm -hmm. hunting, you know, the stuff that is impossible to find because that's where I've, I'm at the, I'm at the end of this, this very long road. Um, so that for me, that that's 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 my thing with sketch cards. I think sketch cards will become a thing for people once people realize that the greats have worked on sketch cards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like CNOT, Stanley. Like when people start to realize that there are actual sketch cards out there with comic book artists and there's a there's a legacy there. The OG sketch cards. The OG sketch. Like people when people when finally they were get to sketches when there were sketches and yeah. not fully colored, you know yeah. what I mean? Like where they were inks and pencils yeah. and blue remarks. Line. remarks. Yeah. And I think people, once they discover that and they're like, Oh, wait a minute, this has been here all along. I think things will change very quickly, but 
people don't know that. And it's mostly because there are a lot of black holes and yeah. a lot of collectors that, you know, they don't just, they just don't come that. on the market. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're impossible to find because people don't want to give them up because usually who has them are original comic book artists. Hmm. Um, you know, original comic book art collectors. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Those are the people who kind of like lock them down very quickly hmm. at that stage in time. Um, I think, I think we've had a great talk Ian and I about like what should be a hot ticket item because of all the sketch card controversy and the lack of pay and stuff. And, you know, like, I think Ian and I agreed on this, at least for me, what I would like to see the future be is that we limit how many artists work on sketch cards and those artists get paid better and we limit the amount of pools, you know what I mean? Two to three a case. I think that should start becoming normal. And I think they should limit the list of artists and pay people mm. properly mm. and then find other forms of inserts yeah. to put in there, you know, archive yeah. cuts, PMGs, autos, you know what I mean? And, you know, that would be my hope because I, I think it needs to diversify a little bit. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's two, there's two kind of um, ways to look at a, a hit. Um, and I guess this, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about a hit um, on the Star Wars side of things. So on Star Wars, when you get the manufactured hits, they're usually some bizarre medallion with an insignia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And weirdly in my head, and I think I I don't really know what the difference is here. So I think it's just a personal thing, but I, I don't dig those at all. And yet if I've got a patch card from a Marvel set, although it is a manufactured hit, um, generally speaking, it usually usually appeals a bit more, probably because it's Marvel and that's what I'm into, although I love Star Wars, don't get me wrong. Um, but also, you know, they, they, they tend to have chosen, like Flair's a great example, the, the pieces of Flair cards where they did the corner boxes. Yeah, those are nice. Cards. They're, they're really nice. They're one of the nicest cards in Flair. I mean, some people mm-hmm. can't stand I them, agree. but I, I, I really love them. If I bought a box and that was my main hit, though, um, as a manufactured hit, I'm 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 not sure on that one. Um, I do like the autographs. Um, I think autographs of artists and who've either worked on the card sets or autographs of the comic creators whose art is mm-hmm. used. Um, so I'd, I'd put that. I guess you've got two columns here. You've got genuine hits mm-hmm. and manufactured hits. Okay. Um, so obviously on the genuine hits, you've got all the one of one stuff like sketches. Um, autos, uh, plates, plates, autos. Yeah, if they are one of. uh, So if an artist is. uh, Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So if an artist like Peach, for example, has has signed 120 of each card, I I wouldn't put that in the one of one column necessarily. Although we've only got two columns, so that. (laughs) But I'd put it in the genuine column because it is, you know, it is a different card. It's got a different, you know, it's created differently. Um, One of one is genuine hit. In, in this column, yeah, any right? one of one would go in the genuine hit column. Anything autographed, okay. I would put in the genuine hit column. For example, you know, we often talk about how Beginnings is a very underrated set. Oh, autographs. majorly. Um, but there are quite a lot of some of the autos out there. Some of them are very limited, but some of them, you know, are, are more common than others. Um, I wish there was a number. I can't no, find it. No, there isn't. There isn't. They there simply isn't. didn't I do it. I just have no. no idea where that yeah, is. Yeah, they simply didn't do it. But, um, um, but, um, but it's still it's still you know a genuine hit because um, mm-hmm. it is, it is hit. and they were signed on card as well. 
Oh yeah, maybe. You know, so yeah. um, so that's kind of a little extra, oh, je ne sais quoi, um, on yeah. the uh, to add to the, add to the mix. Uh, mon petit fils yeah. of pastry. Um, I'm watching a slabbed comic <laughs> that's ending in a moment on eBay in 13 minutes time, and I really want it. Put a put a timer on. We'll I slow really down. want. No, I'm no, I'm there. I'm there. I'm watching it on my on my phone right now. Yeah, but put a timer on in case we get caught up, so you don't. No, 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 no. I'm just. I, you know what? I'm going to bring up on screen so I can show you because I don't think oh, I'm going to buy this genius. one because I haven't got the money. But yeah, what I want to do, screen, what I want to do is to show you because it's one of the best variant covers of Black Cat I think I've I've seen in a long time, long um, and it is by Pepe, Pepe Luraz. Oh, I know Pepe Luaz. Pepe Luaz. As Pepe Luaz does actually sound like some sort of lounge singer from a um, from a cruise. I think liner. of Looney Tunes. <laughs> why is uh, why is this not loading? Come on, eBay, load. Load. Oh, the people are loving this. Anyway, um, so while I'm waiting for eBay to load up on my shite computer, what's going on? No, I think that makes sense. Like Browsers manufactured and then genuine pack hits. Yeah. There's there's a major difference there for me because I would not be happy with the patch being my major hit. Excuse me. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, sorry, love. Um, yeah, I don't think that wouldn't be something I would like. Oh, would you look good. at that? Would you look at that picture? Character study. Isn't it brilliant? That's good. Slapped. Slapped. Because I want it. I'd want it just for the cover. Mm. Sorry, I'll that's put, what's I'll, good about I'll these put, variant covers. Yeah, man. I'll put this in the tasting notes, but it is amazing. That's very it pretty. Is, it's just like it. perfect. It's on gray paper, white yeah. and black paint, I believe, and just sketched oh, it's around. Just lovely. Some nice inks. Beautiful piece. Oh, it's just, I love it. I love it. I love all that kind of stuff, man. Remember yeah. back in the day, the Marvel Universe handbook? Oh, had the characters and the yeah. positions. Yeah, that kind of had the mugshot kind of poses. Yeah, 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 I love that. I love that little character study. I love um, that so much. Which uh, so much fun. Which is great. So anyway, so that's about to end on eBay, folks. And by the time you hear this, it will have long ended. I don't think I can long muster ended. up. I don't think I can muster up eighty bucks for it right now. Anyway, um, um, so yeah. So in terms of the hit, so in terms of sketches, I think. I think we already are at two to three per case, actually. Um, anime the, was, yeah, which is why the anime prices are higher. Um, and also because, you know, that brought in a lot of people from that collecting world mm-hmm. who probably hadn't chased after sketch cards much before. Um, I agree. And, you know, anime, uh, yeah, really tickled the ivories of people who, who aren't the normal guys who go after sketches. But it also really, really lit a fire under some people who go big on sketches. I mean, what you're talking about. I mean, there's a huge, I mean, we're trying with the group to get, you know, um, these collectors into our world as well. So we can all, you know, hang out, trade and stuff like that. But there are major deal uh, collectors, uh, card collectors specifically in China and in Japan. Like, I mean, like like next level kind of people yeah. where, you know, pretty much where everything is that we can't find over here. They kind of have locked it down over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, so, you know, that's kind of nice to bridge those two words worlds together. And maybe that's part of those prices, which Absolutely. would make sense. Absolutely. Um, but have they run their course? I don't think they've run their course. Um, I think to put it mildly, um, and I would like to have someone from upper deck, come on and talk about this um i think 
Upper Deck. I'm going to say it now. I think Upper Deck needs to start treating artists better, sketch card artists better. I don't think we've openly talked about this on the show, but it's it's it's, it's very open all over the groups on Facebook. You've got a lot of sketch artists who are unhappy, who feel they've been badly treated, who are not getting communications from upper deck um on top of the fact they're not paid very much um and the worst part of it is is the blanket rejections of cards by marvel um which there seems to be absolutely no um recourse for at all because if that happens the artist doesn't get paid for it and they've put in you know in some cases hundreds of hours of work on this batch of sketch cards that will be rejected in their absolute entirety with no reason given and no opportunity to get a reason from marvel for that better Uh, housekeeping best better better communication i mean you can't you know what i mean like if you're (laughs) it's funny too because like in a strange way, if an artist's sketch card is going to be the hit of your box, yeah, then that's your primary focus as a company, right? Those are the people you cater to. Those are the people you you treat nicely because they're the ones who are giving you the the box appeal. You know what yeah. I mean? In some regard, if it's yeah. one sketch card per box, that's yeah. a pretty big, you know what I mean, uh, contribution. That's why masterpieces that so well. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, anything you know, looking at Premiere, Premiere's the product is sketches you yeah. know what i mean so having yeah. this kind of lack of communication or yeah. you know these kind of horror stores going around which are not minimal no um i think i think it's a little it's problematic yeah. i think you know i think that's an issue and I, I know they've done stuff like they're working on ways to correct this and i know there has been pieces that have been moved around to fix this issue yeah yeah. So this this is something that has been addressed and is being addressed. Hopefully it gets addressed to the point where yeah. this will never have to be like a conversation again. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to go into it too much because I think you and me know more than where we'd, we'd, we'd be. Well, I was thinking about like the Andre Osh. That I would want to say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, this is why I, you know, I want someone from Upper Deck who works on overseeing the sketch card side of the business to come on the episode and talk to us about it. Maybe, you know, throw up some <laughs> responses to some of the uh, tougher questions because, you know, we're, we're seeing, you know, a lot of people that are fan favourites who are saying they won't work on another set again. So... Um, so it's it's interesting, you know, when you say, do you think sketch cards have run their course? It's like, you know, I know there's a queue of artists who would probably be really up for working on sketch cards. Um, you know, there are some budding artists in our community who would love to get on there. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think they need to treat them better. Any other business. It's like, you know, it's like they're going to evolve. Yeah. Like my answer would be that I just think they're going to evolve into something yeah. that we are not used to similar to how they did from silver age uh comic co- uh, co- uh co- creators you know what i mean i, yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. just gonna turn into something else and that something else is going to mm. be three to two to three a case and the artists are going to be handpicked and better curated yeah. for each set and i think particular artists will be on certain sets and particular artists will be on other sets yeah and i think there's going to be a tier system there yeah Done you can definitely that. manage it you can definitely manage it better um that's for sure um yeah. okay well listen um well 
I don't think they've run their course. Um, yes, PMGs are hot tickets, and you're about to have a set with lots of them in X-Men Metal Universe whenever that yeah, does yeah. Uh, land. Um, slabbed base cards, well... I've kind of only been keeping half an eye on this. My understanding is PSA have stopped accepting submissions at the moment. Is that right? Yeah. So what's going on there is that PSA has stopped accepting submissions on the first, second, and third level. And that are price points like $12 a card, $25 a card, a $30 card, and then $50 or $65 a card. So there's tiers, ways of getting your card through PSA on a quicker time frame, oh, And okay. the only ones they have open right now are like the $300 level card. Wow. And the reason for that is because a lot of people are, and we saw this with Marvel recently, you know, cards became really big and everybody was like, well, you know, everyone was like, well, I need to get my cards graded because the grade is going to, you know, <laughs> make sure and guarantee some kind yeah. of um, value there. Um, so PSA cut that off. I think it was pretty smart. I think it's going to get everybody's cards back to them quicker. And I do think a lot of grading companies are going to start coming out of the woodworks and offering certain things. And I think you're going to have like a tier system with grades soon. You know what I mean? PSA, BGS, and then it goes down to the other ones, you know, but slab base cards, that's everywhere else in card world deals with slabbed cards. Mm-hmm. It's not a coincidence that's happening with Marvel and wrestling and star Wars, you know, everywhere else deals with slab cards. Wrestling. Wrestling. You know what? There's a whole area of sports cards collecting, but I'm just, I'm aware that happens, but I'm just like, it's so not on my radar at all. It's crazy. Well, it's not on any Marvel collector's radar. And I think that's the Um, issue we have in the group with people trying to figure out. Yes. Yeah. Which I feel bad, you know, because I see other people. I mean, we just dealt with this recently. Well, you did. Um, I just saw your message, but you know, like people are, you know, seeing, the slabbed card thing and they're like this is stupid i don't understand why someone's card will be worth more i can get this for a dollar and oh, it's I been just, happening in know, sports for years yeah man it's cr- like it's stupid crazy yeah. like i had no idea either until i yeah. went to a card show and then like i just i just went to one and i swear dude it's all slapped wow. you know what i mean like very rarely like raw cards are basically dollar bin comic books to think about it in that perspective yeah like that's how crazy it is wow okay so it's a whole it's a whole new like thing over there man it's nutty interesting i'll tell you what i'm glad i got into um the nfl stuff on a little bit when i did because it opened my eyes massively to how that's right yeah that's right you were doing that stuff i Um, remember and you know i'm only really i mean in our show nights actually i I haven't managed to catch any for a while but in our show notes each week i include the hobby hotline which is a kind of a live stream show and it's primarily focused on sports and i started listening to it around the start of um just for the start of lockdown, actually, when mm. COVID kind of hit. And it was, uh, they were fairly new mm. at that point. It's in our show notes every week. And some of the stuff, just hearing the trends is fascinating. Um, it is really interesting. Because um, they obviously, you know, a lot of the guys there go for investment over over anything else. A lot of the guys oh, yeah. buy stuff, slab it, and put it away, and then keep it for a few years, like laying People down bottles climb of wine the ladder. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, so they treat it very much like that, you know, because there are people who buy bottles of port and lay them down for 20 years and then sell them for 20 times the price. You know, mm-hmm. that happens all the time. a bunch of weird stuff. Um, so, um, and yeah, I think we mentioned this, you know, one of the episodes, someone was doing a phone in and someone was actually advocating that you sell your tens and keep your nines. 
you know, on the investment side of things. So if you want to keep stuff, keep your nines. And so your tens. Oh, Said yeah, that yeah, to yeah. any of the guys yeah. who are currently looking That's after right. going after Marvel stuff, they'd be like, You're kidding me, man. You know, ten is where it's at. So Yeah, but if you're PC in something and you wanna I suppose, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It just depends. I mean, you know, it, all this stuff is so interesting and, and so different and so many people have different ways of yeah. approaching the hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just it's just such a just collect mountain. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, like and that's always been our mantra, and I think yeah. that's why we always have fun with this stuff, and it never yeah. gets to the point where you know someone's losing their house. Enjoy collecting, <laughs> folks. That's what we always say. Yeah. I don't know if you'd noticed. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I've got fifty-three seconds to go on this comic. Do I buy it? I don't know. I How much was that it. now in US? No, no, it's the starting bid. It's starting bid is about eighty dollars. It is lovely. I don't know. 40 seconds to go, Naren. What do I do? What do I do? I mean, I value st- I mean, it depends, right? I have got some, I have actually got a little bit of PayPal. I managed to sell something. I sold it. I don't think that's going to be the only one you see graded at that grade. It's not, to be honest with you, it's not the grade I'm fussed about. I mean, it's a new book, so it literally went straight to grade. I don't think it even went to retailer. They, you know, they submit it directly. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, I've got um, to feel like that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you know $80. Dollars. Has Screw anybody it. else bid on it? You're I'm going for it. it? I'm having it. I don't think anyone's going to buy it. I just, I know I love the cover and it'll be a lovely display piece. Done then. I'm there you go. Losing money. That's my first graded Flat Cat comic book. Oh, um, shit. Hang on. The sickness has started. There we go. Right. That is literally for display only. <laughs> So that's awesome. Okay. Oh, sweating now. Um <laughs> congratulations, man. That's awesome. Uh, thank you very much. It's a beautiful thank cover. Thank you very much. It's it is it is lovely. It's, it properly tickles my wheelhouse. It's nice. Um and the, the second to last question for this second week. Um because the we saved some biggies, you see. So I'm um oh, I've, I've got some stuff I want to show you. Um Ken Baxter asks um ken baxter of ken uh the otis elevator company um i, I was hoping I when I, ken. when you hover over his name i was hoping it would come up where he's from like austin texas or or you know <laughs> instead of where he works or, or dip, michigan or whatever it's called um but no it came up with michigan yeah i don't know maybe there is a place called what dip. The f- I just invented it. Don't know, right? No. Some I'm hoping some listeners will 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 have heard this. You maybe you didn't, but Kevin Pollock, the actor and stand-up comedian, used to do a chat show and it was called the Kevin Pollock Show. <laughs> Funny, great name. Um and he used to do it as a live stream thing. And it's this started when live stream things it's probably around uh, 2010, maybe. And he mm-hmm. ran it for about 10 years. And um it would be literally an open-ended conversation out of a, somewhere in New York, and he'd have actors, directors, writers come in. I mean, I saw the most brilliant interview he did. It was like three hours long, where he was just talking to um, the lead guy at Mad Men, for example. And they just have a long-form conversation, and they have fun with it. But anyway, one of the things he did was he had every guest play play his little – he had a little game called The Larry King Show. <laughs> where you have to do your best Larry King, um, God rest his soul, because he passed away recently. Um, you have to do yeah. your best Larry King impression. You had to um, make up uh, a vaguely rude sounding name. Um, and you had to um, 
respond and overshare a personal bit of health information about yourself. So it was kind of making making light of the fact that um, uh, Larry King would often uh, do that, at least. You know, uh, anyway, it's very funny. But one of the things they used to do is people used to make up place names in America. <laughs> so... <laughs> And that's where I got that from. I feel like the actor studio had something similar to this. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. That's great though. Um, so on the show notes, I'm gonna include some <laughs> uh, video links to the Larry King game. Right. Um, in fact, you know what? As we're actually oh, recording, God, I'm no, gonna find man. some Larry King game right now. Um and we're gonna play we're gonna play some. Um what do you are mean? we really gonna play some? Are we, we do you do you not want to play any Larry King game? You don't want to play any Larry King game, do you? Never mind. We'll move on. We'll move on. I'm sad now. Right, next question. Um next question is Ken Baxter. How we talk how about we talk about how prices have increased on the early stuff of the nineties and when the bubble might burst. I know so the been, beauty of the nineteen ninety six mm. Also, the beauty of the ninety six mm. I know you've been talking about nothing else um, <laughs> uh, on this one, um, on everything I've seen you talking about on, because you've been guesting on other stuff as well quite a bit, haven't you? you I, I on guessed Ginger it on Man. one yeah. thing, Ginger Man. I haven't I, done a tour. I, no, it, no, it, I think it's because when I see your no. video content, you're often touching on it. That's why. Um, well, yeah. So, like, um, I was. So I did an Instagram live video of a, of a Ghostbuster card I got Ooh, um, yeah. that I was really excited about. That was the race stance. So Dan Aykroyd's autograph oh. Ghostbuster card that I've been wanting for like years. And finally one came up that I really wanted because it was a special one where he wrote boo on it. And so I'm a huge cool. Ghostbuster fan. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm going to grab it. So I did a little unboxing video and someone people were asking the questions like what was going on or whatever. So I, you know, I talked a little bit about it. Um, my thoughts on the whole bubble thing. And then our friend who who's on YouTube, uh, Gingy man, Gingy man is very nice. He's in your neck of the woods. I'm he is. Yeah, um, so I need to reach out to him actually. Gingy man, come on the show. Please do. Cause he hit me up and he was like, Oh my yeah. gosh, you got you and Ian are awesome. And he was super nice. And I was oh, like, awesome. well, we should do something. And he was like, Oh man, I'd love to have you on or Ian or whenever or yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I was like, well, what do you want to do now? He was like, I'm free. So we ran on. Uh, Literally, wow, that's what happened. That's so Two, two that's no i did the live video and then two minutes later <laughs> we did his thing live um because he was on lot he was just online and he was like well come on on i was like okay so then you know he wants to come on here and interview you separately well, for, that's, your, that's for his brilliant. channel because yeah, yeah. you didn't have to redo your makeup you had your lighting set no, he was just like yeah let's go spot on. Like, okay yeah. yeah and i felt i felt bad i think it was later for him but he was like let's just do it and i was like all right i'm in um so you'll go on there for sure and then we'll have him on here and then you know, well you're moving out next weekend so i've not got anything planned so i might uh, please do i might, I might see if he's around like yeah, he yeah. wants to talk to you no yeah all right no you'll have a blast you guys will have a blast yeah and no then be in the same neck of woods all yeah. this stuff will be fun um why did i tell you all this no yeah, so no because yeah because i've seen you talking about this very subject on on yeah his, um, on that live stream then yeah so that's that's what he was asking me because he does like um daily checks so there's a site you can check called 130 point and there are oh, other I've ones where you can that. see like yeah yeah, yeah where you can see like the actual prices of things that they went for on ebay and stuff like that yeah, yeah. um so the question is, how about we talk about how the prices have increased on the early stuff of the 90s? Okay, so early stuff in the 90s. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, when, yeah. When we had Amanda on back in the day. Yeah. Right? Where we were like, 
I mean, it's only natural. You know what I mean? You have a card that's been around for over 20 years, over 25 years. 30 you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, 30 in some cases. And then suddenly people are like, well, let's let me let me get into grading because I've hit the wall. <laughs> I have nothing else to do <laughs> with my collection. So let me have some fun with the grading. And um, you know, people started grading cards and you know, people have been grading Marvel cards for a long time. And I think uh just sometimes no people one cared. No one gave a shit. Exactly. Including yeah. some of our listeners, including guests we've had on here who are yeah. other collectors, like, I'll never grade anything. I don't yeah. care. This is garbage. Yeah. Um, and people have been grading for a long time. And that's another thing people were noticing. They were like, oh yeah, but like there's like super minty and they come out PSA 10 always. Um, because they were looking at the pop reports, yeah. you know what I mean? And they were like, oh. There's plenty of tens. Why would it matter? And what they don't get is that the people who were grading them were the ones who had been grading sports cards. They've been grading a lot of different cards for a long time, like our friend Amanda and other people we know um, that do grading. And, you know, people were specialized in this stuff. And, you know, then all of a sudden the Gary V thing happened where he said it was underrated. And then everybody, here's the thing. And this is the last thing. No, no, this, no, carry on. This is the thing, right? What people don't realize is that when you go into different hobbies, there's always a buy-in when you approach yes. a hobby. You know what I mean? You can either buy in really high and make that commitment, like Mr. Fuxum, who bought like half a product. Oh you know what I mean? That's buying in high. You know what I mean? That's going only for really, really rare exclusive stuff. And then you go trinkle down the ladder. What people don't realize is that when people bought into sports and they were climbing the ladder, like I was saying before, which is basically means, you know, like, let's say I'm going to go into a card hobby and I eventually want to get Michael Jordan's rookie card, right? The Fleer Michael Jordan rookie card, right? Or Charizard. Let me actually bring up stuff. I know what I'm talking about. So like a Charizard, which is like 400K. Is that Pokemon? Pokemon, right? Okay. So Charizard's like one first edition, Shadowless PSA 10. That's over $400,000 card. And you're like, all right, I got $5,000 here. Let me climb up the ladder. And basically what you do is you look for particular players in sports or whatever cards you're going to go into. And you're like, all right, if I go in for 50, I know I can sell it for 200. And then you just start building, 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 building. Yeah. People have been doing that in sports for a long time, long time. It's part they of the started- DNA of that hobby. 100% because and it's just like, you know, you're betting on players, you're, you're, yeah. you're specking on players and half the fun of sports is just like when you do horse racing betting. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Very much in the roots of gambling, Yeah, uh, which is, you know, what's always that. scary yeah. to me, mm. you know what I mean? that's why I've, I've never done it. Cause it is quite a bit of a, it's quite a bet mm. anyway. So, you know, people have been doing this for a long time and then Marvel became big because you know, for a lot of people, sports and Pokemon, to be honest, got too expensive. It did. It got too expensive for people who like cards and who like graded cards. And they were like, well, this is just beyond what I can do now. And everyone looked to other things because everyone's home for the pandemic. And they're like, well, what's other cards that have been undervalued for a long time? And I believe, not that everybody agrees with me, I do think Marvel cards have been undervalued for a long long time you know what i mean not by true collectors you know what i mean people who have been collecting for a long time we've always valued them you know what i mean but in terms of like 
mainline attention from card people. You know what I mean? Mm. Star Wars, Marvel, you know what I mean? A lot of these particular cards have been kind of like mm. very niche. You know what I mean? Anyway, people decided to buy in and they were able to buy in cheap by looking at Marvel and Star Wars. And that's where you got that influx from of the 90s stuff. Because the truth is, at one point, the only way you can get a card rarity to increase is either through grading or through buybacks, right? Putting a hard number on it or putting a graded number on it. Yeah. And I think that's what is, that's just what everybody did. But, you know, I think people get confused because they're like, oh, who would pay this for this? Who would pay this for this? Mm-hmm. Dude, this is like nothing for certain sports people. Like, in, yeah. you know, in perspective. Yeah. yeah. Just really isn't. Yeah. Um, I don't think, yeah, I think there's, there's been a bubbly element of it. I think it's like anything. It's like a sigmoid curve. It will go up and then it will, it will, it'll chill but it'll be at high level i think yeah it's not gonna go back to the tide has risen like there's no yeah yeah uh, that so you know for anyone thinking oh i'll just i'll just wait and i'll be able to buy marvel universe 1990 box for 50 dollars again in two years time you won't because by then actually the supply will genuinely have dried up yes there were a lot of things there were a lot of these boxes from the early 90s but it's not an infinite supply um, you know, a lot of them were broken already. Um, there's still a lot of them around, but that, that, you know, that supply will eventually exhaust, you know, cause people aren't 100%. People are selling them. So, um, the other thing I will say is that just as, as, as a reminder, because I, I can't remember where I saw it now, but someone was thinking of buying a box of silver age, um, to, to oh, wow. open. Um, I opened some packs of silver age last year and it stuck horribly. Oh no. So, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember I bought all those loose packs of Silver Age and they were, I think half of the cards had that, oh, yes, that white yes, yes, spotty yes, yes. from where they stick because wow. it's gloss. Um, so, yeah, obviously you might you might be able to get the... Um, the um, Lucky. Yeah, you might be able to get a, a sketch card because obviously that's one of the OG sets that had Sinop, Stanley. Yeah, it's one autograph, Deverin, one sketch you know, card a box, kind of right? Thing. Yeah. So um, I think your hits are on different kind of stock so they'll probably be okay so if you're buying it for the hit that's fine but if you're buying it for the base cards to try and get them for, for grading of any kind forget about it yeah forget and that's the it. thing about marvel man you got to be really careful yeah so many so many that would be a really nice thing for someone to do a little bit of a list of what tends to brick together and what yeah. doesn't yeah just to warn people because i would hate for people like that's why like some people always ask oh do i crack this box do i not crack this box and for me huh depends on the box that's what i mean that's my point yeah that's what i always think of too i'm like it always depends on the box because somebody and sometimes you just want the memory back you know what i mean like i love that like opening a pack of something i haven't in a while like i have some 90s packs just sitting around because i'm like (gasps) i've got one here we'll open it in a minute for real? Yeah, I've got one here. Uh, oh, that'd uh, be fun. I will. You know what? I'm gonna go and get it now. Hang on a second. Do it. Do it. Oh, that's gonna be fun. What a trip. Oh, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah. So it definitely depends on the box. We should definitely do a list in the oh. group to help people out. Oh, that's so crazy that you have that. That's so yeah, funny. Someone sent me a, a a sealed pack of of something. So oh. something. So I'll um. 
uh, I, I won't even tell you what it is yet. We'll do it in a minute. Yeah, please. Keep the mystery alive. Um, so the bubble will burst as soon as I open this pack. Uh, no. Also, <laughs> the beauty of 1996 Marvel Masterpieces. Well, uh, listen to episode 50. For sure. We've, we've oozed. You'd love it, Ken. It was uh, so much fun, man. But yeah, no... Um, Beautiful set. It is beautiful. It is beautiful set. Um, how are you getting on? How are you going on your set, by the way? Um, I'm actually super close. <gasps> yeah, it oh, sounds super close, okay. like crazy Good. close. Good. All right. Good. Famous last words. Uh, <laughs> well, I actually got a grail card. I don't think I told you yet. I was going to save it for the show. I don't know if you want to do it because tell it, me. It, tell sure? me. I'm going I'm to show you some stuff in a minute. Yeah. All right, you're gonna freak out. You're gonna freak out. All right, I'm gonna stop sharing for this so that I can see properly because it tends to minimize you to a tiny little corner of my screen, and nobody puts Norrin in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can name that movie reference, then they're more than welcome to do so. I am so gonna put Larry King game after the end credits. Of this I think episode. you should. No, we can we can yeah. still do it. We can yeah. still do it. Are you ready? Yeah, show me. I'm really excited now. Oh, yes. Oh, it's beautiful. I am not worthy. All right, tell the listeners, Noren. So I finally got the Silver Surfer Green PMG 2013 Fleer Retro. Oh, that's beautiful. Seven out of ten. Oh, I was about that's to the number. That's, that's the lovely. Number. So this is seven out of ten. Oh, we'll put pics of that on the tasting notes, folks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's gorgeous. So that's it. It's done. <laughs> Right, so for so for for the benefit of those listening at home who might not be following along, what's done? What have you? Sorry, journey did you complete with that? So this is not only the full rainbow of retro for Surfer that oh. I have because I have a printing plate as well and a sketch. <gasps> um, so not only is that done, but in my mind, in terms of the rules that I made for my character collection, uh huh, this is it. I finished the Silver Surfer one. Oh, so that's it. I think, I think it like in my mind, I think that's it. Like the only two cards I'm missing is the silver spectrum auto from Marvel masterpieces 16. Yep. But I already have the, what if auto. So I have, and I have the buyback. So I have one auto from that set. So I think I'm okay. And then the red spectrum, but I think the one of one from that set, I have the plate. Well, I have the four color plate. Okay. So like, That's another tick. So for me, that's it. I did it. I got wow. to the end of this mother flipping. <laughs> Mad respect. Silver Surfer journey for my in my mind. In my mind, I think I think I reached. You know, like I'll pick up other stuff, obviously. But yeah, that's you know it. What? That that's kind of got a nice symmetry to it because you're about to move home and you've been living there for a yeah years as we talked about. Nice little, and that's actually yeah. a nice kind of chapter close. Yeah, you know yeah. that that coincides. I quite like that. It it kind of tickles my um, <laughs> my, my romantic side of how I think about things. So, uh, I mean, I've been hunting the green PMG. Oh, for the longest time, ever since I've known you. Yeah, ever since we've spoken, yeah. which is how many years now? Two years, easy. Yeah, so no I've been I've been years. I've been looking since twenty six. Yeah, I've been looking for a while. Hang on, hang on a second. No way. Hang on a second. I have a feeling. Wow. Tomorrow, as we record, no, is the third year anniversary of MCCW being created. 
which was the first group that started this Get thing. Get out of here. Yeah. Wow. Is it really? Yeah. I need I need to quickly do some visuals. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. Tomorrow, 19th of April 2018, was when Marble Global Fans, as it was then called, was created. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's nuts. Blimey. I knew it was April and I just suddenly realized as I was looking at looking at the date, I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Well, that's been a journey, hasn't it? Crikey. That's insane. I think it's fairly safe to have spent more time on Facebook in the last three years than I've spent doing anything in the last three years. Um, yep. Including... Um, anyway, let's carry on. Right, share screen. Let's go back. I think we're almost done. We're almost done. And then we had a bonus question come through, which is a... Bonus uh, question. So I'm going to go on... This is about card storage. And Ooh. I know your answer for this. Um uh, and I know everyone's answer will be different. So top loader versus nine page insert storage. I'm a top loader guy, but I see a ton of people that put them in binders with their base sets. Do they penny sleeve before going into the nine page? What's safer storage in the opinions of the masses? Well, I don't know about the masses, mm. but um, so we do masses. this very, very differently, don't we? Um, yes. So you, well, people, people will probably know, but briefly say what, what you do on yours. So, Actually, funny enough, I did do a binder for the foreign stickers and game cards. Uh, funny enough, because I couldn't, like, they're so obscure that I kept forgetting which ones I had. So I was double buying on eBay. Oh, <laughs> and I was I'm like, not, no, I can't do this. Yeah. I need to flip through <laughs> and see what I need. Yeah. Um, so that I really like doing, you know, my master prints and all that stuff and like boxes folded down and sell sheets and all that stuff. I do the, um, the folders that usually put original artwork in. Oh, like yes. those, um, oh gosh, what are they called? Art portfolios? Art portfolios. So I do an yeah. art portfolio for the mini by 10 art portfolio, which works out really well. And then like the Silver Surfer collection, all my high-end stuff, um, I put in a Pelican case to keep like moisture and, you know, all that other stuff out, which helps a lot. And I do top loaders because I like thumbing through because I feel like everybody has their own little card fantasy of how they want their cards around them. You know what I mean? Like some people want to sit in their library and open up a book and have all their cards there. I like the old like filing cabinet thing where you like thumbing through and you pick up a card in their top sleeve. You know what I mean? Like that. Almost, I've got an image I, I of beginning know. at Ghostbusters where you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When she pulls out the, pull out where, yeah. and she's looking through them. Yeah. And then like they get the goo on them. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I like, I like thumbing. I like, you know, going through my cards i like i like the feel of a top loader my i've had bad experiences with binders in the past even though i love the way cards look in a nine page binder yeah, yeah like you can't beat that you know what i mean like it's so fulfilling to see like a full page especially the ones you do ian um but yeah so i do a pelican case because i like i like my little boxes here and there but i'm gonna start i'm gonna actually get a little display at this new place yeah put some out you want to get you know a little I mean? cabinet I'm going like yeah, to look at my cabinet with some lighting in there and stuff. Yeah, with some lighting and stuff. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So oh, that's exactly I'm going to find something like that. Yeah. It'd be nice, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've, I've come up with like how I want to display stuff. And like, like I got the uh, Mandalorian helmet from oh. Hasbro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so lovely. I'm going to put that up and then put like my Mandalorian rainbow and then, you know, do that kind of fun stuff or whatever. But Nice. Nice. That's my idea. But I, oh yeah, I always do penny sleeve into an page, even though I know people don't, yeah. but I do preferably. And I do it in reverse. 
Yeah, so the, for the whole so, dust on the top thing, is that? Yeah, so I keep the plastic on the top instead of having it open at the top. That way, if like I have my book standing in a bookshelf, dust is not pouring onto the card. You know, it's pouring onto the surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I've got this image of how dirty your house is if it's dust is pouring onto it. But <laughs> well, like if you keep a, like I know, I know, book, I know. I'm right. I'm, like, I'm don't you have yeah. like dust on your books and stuff? A little bit, a little bit. I wouldn't say it's a massive amount. Um, I um. Oh, okay. I... I see what that is. Okay, yeah, sure, Ian. Okay, yeah. All right. Whatever. I thought you had a cleaner. <laughs> Comes in oh, twice yeah, a week, sorts you out. Yeah. I'm just bathing in money. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, I mean, as, as I think most will know, I'm a binder guy. Um, I think, I think there's a danger with binders. Obviously, don't overfill them. Um, I never try and fit a whole MM set into one binder. You can buy three and a half inch, four inch binders, but it will just damage the cards. So um, split it over two, um, one and a half to two inch binders, I would recommend. Um, I always use Ultra Pro Platinum. Um, mm-hmm. I just find that they're a little bit sturdier. Um, they, they've got, a, they, they, they give nicely to allow the thicker sets like, Flare Ultra Spider-Man and Masterpieces to, to, to slide in. Um, I don't uh, penny sleeve the cards um, simply because I don't like looking through two layers of plastic. I often find that you can tell that there's a layer of plastic in there and there's a slight rip to it. Um, I do it on... Um, uh, there's a few cards that I've done it on. So, for example, my Rainbow foil from Flare Ultra Spider-Man. That's double. That's penny sleeved, and then in the nine pocket, um, I'm the same with my plates. I, I, I've started to um, penny sleeve those now, um, and my one of one red spectrum. But I don't, I don't top load stuff. I tried. I had a good go at doing some one touch storage, and I just, I, I just like the ability to to be able to flick through and see the nine page layout. Um, it really detracted for me the ability to enjoy my collection. Uh, so what I've done is I focused on upgrading the what I put that nine page pocket in so i've spent a lot of time last year researching um binders with slip cases which um removes the need to do that double that mm-hmm. kind of top thing because you, you haven't got the 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 binder the top of the binder isn't open to the air you know it's in right. a slip case and i've started to um buy slipcase binders that coin collectors use uh, from a stockist in the uk um and I slide my masterpieces. Uh, I've got my 92 to 96. I've got my MM 2007 and my first Marvel beginnings um, in one of those now. Um, so I've started working through that. My Black Cat collection, as you know, I've got those um, metal cases. Oh, and I've got no. two of those. And they're the ones that um, they, that you can't get them anymore. Um, but they were made by a brand who made them for DJs to take CDs to... Mm-hmm. Um, wherever they were going um and they've got four really sturdy uh rings in there d rings um it's cushioned on the inside it's com- combination lockable it's sturdy as anything and i've got nice. one of those with my sketches in and one of those with base chase parallel numbered serial and plates so i love it yeah so one, one for each um, i could fit them all in one but again i'd be overfilling it you know, even though it's a bespoke case, you can still overfill it. So, um, so yeah, so, that, so that's what I do. Um, different people do different things. Um, I, um, there is a, an element of my collection that I will be top loading. 
um, whether I like it or not, um, he says, reaching down for this particular box, um, simply because they're too thick yeah. for nine pocket pages. So what I think I'm going to do is I think I might go top load a binder for this. And it's my MCU relics. Ooh. These MCU relic cards. Pretty. They're thicker than Fleer Ultra Spider-Man and MM for the most part. Yeah. Um, they're lovely cards, but, you know, it, it doesn't matter what the set is. I've got them from Civil War. I've got them from Guardians of the Galaxy. I've got them from Guardians of the Galaxy again. I've got them from Spider-Man. Um, and even some of these film sale ones from the Marvel Studios 10th anniversary. I actually like those a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's a manufactured hit because, of course, this was probably yes, all di- it's probably all digital this film I'm very, yeah. it's very unlikely it would have been made onto celluloid um and um yeah and some of the coin cards get up there in thickness as well so i think i'm going to be top loading that i just need to figure out what they're going to go in um before they i have those um, great top loader binders i do. love those pieces i think like within it i think they're quite expensive um that particular they're like 60 bucks but they come with pages yeah. Um, it's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, it is expensive, especially when you it consider is. the volume of the relic cards that I'm probably going to end up getting. Yeah, man, um, you're going to be stacking a lot. Someone did post on group. So on MCCW, we do have group topics, as I, as I mentioned earlier, for MM2022. 20, um, there is one called Card Storage and Organizing, and someone did share something where they um, where they had um, um, I think the link found a cheaper it, right? solution. Yeah. Um, so that was a cheaper solution one. Yeah, that's the yeah, and it looked or pretty, something like yeah, it looked it good, looked pretty cool, it looked yeah. really good. And that could be a good stopgap. Um, so we have one more question that came in uh, to me today, actually, on DM, Ooh. and I said to the guy that um, I would mention it. So Dustin Wilder, who is on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. and actually created a Facebook account just to join our groups. Um, so welcome, Dustin. Um, so he was asking, and this is something we, we've talked about in group, um, but I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. Um, uh, I've been collecting Marvel sketch cards for about four years now, and I honestly don't know anyone else who collects them. Everything I know has just sort of been sort of picked up. I've never been active on Facebook and hardly know how to get around. I started this account just to join your groups. So, I think the first thing to say is if you spend some time thank on there, you. you'll very quickly, A, meet – yeah, thank you. You'll very quickly meet people and learn stuff because there's so much stuff going on in, well, all of the Facebook groups, but obviously MCCW is where I'm going to uh, pro- promote. Uh, but there's, you know, sketch card fanatics as well. If you're specifically talking about sketch cards, that's oh, a good yeah. group. Oh, yeah, they're nice. Um, yeah, Lacklim and um, Rihanna Owens. I think of it. I love that. I love that they have that there. Yeah, I think that's really, really good. good. If you like, if you're an artist, that's definitely something I would be a part of. Yeah. Artists and collectors. It's really good. Yes. Um, artists and collectors. So my question is this, I love commissioning artists to work on blanks. I never cared much if that artist actually worked on the set and sent them a blank from, I think I saw you say something about bootleg sketches. Most of my sketches mm-hmm. are just by artists whose art I admire, Tony Perna, Nah, Danny Quang, etc. I'm curious to see as the general thoughts concerning sketches like this, is this frowned upon? Sorry to bother you. I know you're busy. I just wasn't sure who to ask. And I'm like, that's absolutely great. Um, so um, we, we posted something recently on the, on the, on the group, which um, – the short answer is that the current contract with Upper Deck that artists have is that if they're sent 100 cards that are supposed to go in packs, so pack-pulled sketches, we call them, that don't have the little AP or the artist proof mm-hmm. on them, they're contractually obliged to return all of those to Upper Deck, whether they're drawn on or not. 
So if they're spoiled or they manage to only do 90 of them, they've got to return the 10 blank ones, for example. Um, for Masterpieces 2020, at the very least, there was at least one, maybe two artists who'd been sent a load of cards and just decided to sell them on eBay for whatever reason. Yeah, that's right. Um, and um, so what happens there is that uh, people can buy them and either draw on themselves if they're an artist or the collectors can buy them and send them to artists. Um, so the position we, we, we'd taken on group um, was simply that we, with, with, with the new sets, bootlegs as we called them, that there was a, there was a fee, there was a strong feeling from some of the artists that that was that was that was potentially risky because if you give it to an artist who hadn't let's just use mm2020 for the sake of argument if you haven't worked on mm2020 and yet someone gives you an mm20 card to draw on that's not an ap um then i guess you've got to you've got to kind of make a decision at that point if you're an artist do I want to work on a future set, Marvel license set from Upper Deck? Because it's possible, and I'm not sure how closely they watch this, but it is possible that Upper Deck would see it if it was shared in the public domain um, and say, well, hang on, that person wasn't on that set and all that artist wasn't approved by Marvel because I'm, I'm pretty sure Marvel have to approve the artists that Upper Deck I think they have a say in that. I might be wrong. Oh, yeah. 100%. Maybe we can ask the Upper Deck person when they come on to talk about sketch card artists. Um, and um, also, the, um, a number of artists that we've spoken to felt that it actually risked the situation and the work for all of the artists uh, That when, when people do that. So um, APs is, is a little bit different. If an artist does that 100 sketch cards and they return them all, they usually get, let's just say for the sake of example, argument, they get one ap for every 10 that they did so they get 10 ap's um and i think you know it's, it's, it's a lot looser and we know that blank ap's do change hands um, oh yeah so um but yeah that was kind of our position on that i think there's a statute of limitations though i think if you were to give um a modern artist a written house ap for example i've done it yeah that's what i i got um so i did I only have one, I think, that I did like that. Um, and it, funny enough, it was the person they suggested for MM 2022 or eventually an MM series is that Ribic. Oh. Um, I really loved uh, Silver Surfer Requiem. And I love the work he did on oh, that, yes. the artwork. And I was like, you know, I got to get a Marvel Masterpieces piece with him doing the surfer. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. And, you know. This is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's next level. It's probably one old, of my is that best. an old school 07 or 08 Marvel Masterpieces? 07. 07, yeah, yeah. So even, so, there, even there, I mean, that, you know, that's, that's, that's a fair chunk of time ago now. Um, yeah, right. No, so I, that's what I think, you know, a statute of limitations for me, this, this is fine because, you know, these are hanging out. And this was the first Marvel Masterpieces set to have sketch cards, which is why yeah. I was kind of excited to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it kind of matches, like, my theme that I was going for. Um, but, you know, I think here's, here's, here's my position on it. And it's not the best position. It's not the position everybody agrees with. Um, the real issue comes when you try to sell that sketch card that you do illegally that's that's the problem one people don't know who's on the set and they buy it not knowing that it's an aftermarket 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, people look at the car and they think, oh, this is one of the 10 the artist did for the set. So this is pack pulled. And then it's not, it's after, it's later, just no AP. Yeah. And I think that's shady. I really do think that's shady, yeah. especially if you're not telling the person that, yes. um, you know, so I, I don't agree with that at all. And I've never done that. Um, but if you get something for you and it's a keeper, mm. which I would argue is rarely the case, right? Cause people's tastes change and stuff. And I've kept certain pieces, Yeah, but you know, I think if you do it on the down low and you don't share it, that's something else, you know, you keeping it for well, you, yeah, and you, yeah, you know, but it's hard to commit to that. Trust me. Yeah. I've been, I've, I've put it, I've been put in the position where I was like, Oh man, I have this sketch card I really love, but I can't show it to anybody because they always made me promise or whatever. And, you know, I, I didn't go through with it, but like, that's unrealistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I think it's unrealistic and I like the older sketch card. Like if you want to get artists to draw on these sketch cards and stuff like that, instead of buying like modern blanks, you know, I would go for the blanks that have like a statue of limitations. And I think they should like the nice ones as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that should be in a contract. I think upper deck should be very clear on that contract. They'll look, no artist can do this, 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 you know what I mean? But if there's like, like fast forward 10 years down the line and there's an MM 2020 blank that's floating around, you know what I mean? Does it matter at that point? No. You know what I mean? Unless, you know, it comes back on market and we've seen this, right. Um, what's his name? Um, you know, there was a card on eBay that was from creators collection and it had Marnie Savine. Oh, what's oh, Marie Severin. Marie Severin, who's just a brilliant artist and, a, and, you know, a legend in her own right. And she drew an AP one, but she didn't write AP on there because there was no such thing at the time. Mm. And she drew it on collector's collection and it was stamped. So that means someone erased the sketch that was on it. Oh. She did it at a convention, not knowing. And, you know, she never worked on that set. She only worked on Silver Age. And then that went up on eBay and sold to someone who had no yeah. idea that that was not an authentic piece. Yeah. And that's extremely aggravating and shady. You know what I mean? Extremely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a good thing to happen. And it is like years later. So, I mean, I think the best thing to do is to not do it just because. Yeah. I think it, you know it, I mean? it's up to the provenance of it. Ultimately, that's what it is. It's about. The I think that's the issue, right? If you're trying to like guarantee a set's longevity and the purity of a set following those rules only guarantee the rarity of the pieces that people have and it solves people from not getting hurt in the future yeah yeah i think so i mean listen i'm not it's one of those things we just put it that we we didn't want people to do it in the groups you know if people want to do it that's fine they can go yeah i mean who cares we can't police everyone but but we just avoid it in the groups because we don't want the nightmare scenario of someone coming to us be like Oh my God, this was aftermarket. This person sold it to me that yeah. they didn't, you know. But also, and that person, artists. yeah, we've got artists in the groups as and well. And we got tons of artists in there. And there's no reason to make people feel uncomfortable or to break their, yeah. and make put them in jeopardy of losing yeah. work that they very much like to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like what Fred Ian is doing. I like what a lot of artists are starting to do, which is the whole like 
some they take commissions for like people are like hey would you do this ap yeah and and other times they just draw whoever they feel like drawing and then they put it on ebay yeah and then they put it on ebay i like that a lot Mm. it's very competitive to buy them for sure but i do like that there's a linear yes you know what I mean? Movement there. It goes from artist to eBay to collector. And then you can go back to eBay, yeah, yeah, keep yeah. all of your documentation. By the way, everybody, keep your documentation. Always keep screenshots of what you're paying for, who you bought it from. When you start getting deeper and deeper into this hobby, I think that's always a smart thing to do. It's helped me out a lot recently. But yeah, and I, I like that linear that linear movement a lot more. Um I'll give you one example and then we'll move on to wrap up because um, I've got a few things I want to show you and then we're going to open this pack. Um, someone submitted something for Sunday Sketch Masterpiece uh, mm-hmm. a while back and um, oh, it was a it was a while back now. I can't remember what the sketch doc was. It might have been the old uh, Masterpieces sketch doc from 0708 and on that was, um, and this, this person's a, a really nice person major collector someone we know um absolutely no issues whatsoever with them submitting and i thought this is a little bit odd but i'll go with it and it was um it was a mashup um so it had uh, a frozen character and darth vader on there along with a marvel character (laughs) um the artist contacted me on instagram once i posted it and asked me to take it down and said the original person that did that for me i did it on the on the download knowing that it would get me in trouble because I still want to work on Marvel sets. Will you take it down? And I was like, well, hang on a minute. That person then sold it on. you That's a risk you took and your agreement with that person doesn't, you know, contracts don't necessarily survive <laughs> the passing on it's of, you know, events, verbal, yeah. yeah. And the person that, that submitted it was, was furious. And they were like, this is just, just not on, you know, I did take it down. Um, but a big part of me wishes I hadn't because it's like, well, you know, if you worried about that, then why did you do something so off the reservation on official licensed stock? Yeah, you, and that's you very, you very off the reservation. And that's the thing. You can't control it once that contract is, is done. So it's like, you know, if I had a You just avoid it. Someone, and, yeah. You know, and I understand. And here's the, and here, this kind of circles back a little bit. And then, we'll, you know, I know, I know we got to move on. Um, you know, the problem is here that, too, that, I think if sketch card artists got paid properly, they wouldn't find themselves in those desperate um, avenues where they have to sell their blanks because no one's commissioning them. And then someone's like, look, I buy them all for 500 bucks, you know, hundred bucks a pop. That's nice money for an artist that didn't get paid anything when they worked on a set. I don't blame them at all. And if someone's like, I'll pay you double to do a mashup. I don't blame them at all. You know what I mean? But I think that's, that is fueled by the choices that upper deck has made in terms of how to compensate artists. Mm. Mm. And my opinion, I think that's why most of it happens is because artists feel desperate and they're left with no other option. Cause I've, I've been in those conversations. I've seen it happen to people. I have to say, I don't think the low pay 
for Sketchwork is is solely one card companies. I think it's pretty much always been across. Oh, one hundred percent. It's, it's universal. Worth, it's worth mentioning for people. Oh yeah, tops, upper deck, been, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Even yeah, back yeah. in the day with uh, Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse, yeah, one hundred percent. We're not talking about um, life changing. You know, Ingrid Hardy, no, 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 art no, no, of no. sketch cards books. This has been since the dawn do of time. Not do sketch cards as an artist if you want to earn a living. You know, you yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not something you do to earn a yeah. living at all, yeah. ever. So no, one hundred percent. In the interest of fairness and balance, I should point that out. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, I'm no. going to show. You, I'm going to show you these because I just think they're cool. I can't remember if I've shown you these. Did I show you these? Maybe I did show you these. I'm going to show Maybe you them you again. Maybe you did it. Holograms, holograms, baby. Chef Boyardi. Chef Boyardi. Um, Chef Apparently, they do canned pasta. Um, yeah, Chef. I grew up on Chef yep. Boyardi. Half of the meat is Chef Boyardi. Okay, good, good. The other half then will be this these half. four holograms that you can. <laughs> four holograms, that's why you're such a big boy. Um, Thank you. Um, Sorry, is my no? Okay, go ahead. Is uh, these holograms you could only get from Chef Boyardi? I'm not sure what you had to do. Maybe you had to send in wrappers or something, but. I think oh, you yeah, had to kill somebody this. for them. Hologram oh, really is not great. coming up at all on my Can't camera. See them at all. Um, no, but I know which ones you're my referring duff to. Duff cameras, hologram. That's a, that, believe it or not, that's a magneto. But my camera is so shy that you can't great. see them. But they are beautiful. What's this? Exodus. Whoever that is. I'm going to take your advice for it. Looks yeah, great. Take your word for it. Yeah, take my word for it. They look good. Oh, good grief. Anyway, uh, I've got a, a beautiful card. I have Sinister. seen them. They're really I'm cool. Gonna, I'm not going to show you that. I've also got a rather nice um, care of Jonathan Omega Hunter. A five-card Spider-Man promo set. I'm not sure where this came from. It's got Impel on the back, but it's a 30th anniversary. Um, oh, I love that card. So that's nice. There's, there's five of them. That's SM1, SM2's MJ. I wish there'd been a black cat in this one. Oh, she looks They're great. Brilliant. I think that's that Ramita. That, that's Ramita oh, artwork. Ramita. Uh, wow. That second one. The third one, and I think that's Ramita Senior as well. The third one is Bagley. Of course it is. Ah, Bagley. Killer. Fourth one, and these will be on the tasting notes, the fourth one is Origin. And the artist on that is Ron Friends and Al Milgram. That is so cool. This is is just a beautiful, beautiful little project. Gorgeous card. The last one is called Enemies. And it's effectively, well, that's what it says on the tin. Alex Saviak and Joe Sinnott. Ooh. Wow. This, my friend, I'd love to grade all five in nice. one thing. <laughs> Can you, did well, they all come from one pack then? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Someone did, t- uh, He Omega did tell me where they came from. I'll find out and I'll look at it. I'll look it up for the um, I'm sure but yeah, I think it was a seller pack that came. Um, uh, around the 30th anniversary, 1960. Those are beautiful cards, man. They are absolutely stunning. Um, so let's open a pack. We're, we're going to open a pack of 90s cards, yeah, um, which, I, which I've been meaning to do for a while now. So what we've got here is Flare Ultra Spider-Man 97. Let's angle this one. Oh, this, this no, it's no better, is it? It's the light. Yeah, it's behind, just the lights behind you. That's all. Well, yeah, it's the light behind, but it's also just a rubbish webcam. That. Well, I can, I can do that. There we go. There you go. That's better. That's awesome. So there we go. So we have. Um, this was one dollar ninety nine. This pack. I'm going to take oh, a photo it. of it before I open it. Don't tell me that. One dollar ninety nine, dear. When's the last time you just spent one dollar ninety nine and got eight Marvel cards? Because that's how many are in it. 
There we go. So I've taken a photo of it for the tasting notes. Um, here we go. There's an exclusive Spider-Man poster offer on the back. Get your limited edition Fleer Ultra Spider-Man 97 poster while supplies last. This two-sided poster features the card back artwork of Pat, Olive, and John Romita Jr. and is mailed in a heavy-duty mail tube. Send yep. $5.95 check or money order to Spider-Man poster offer, P.O. Box 4518, Charlestown, Maryland, 21690. Do you think that's still open? Oh, yeah. Allow eight to ten weeks for delivery, one request per envelope. Let's do it. Why not? I'm actually serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, Send I'll, a check I'll and money order to that address, and we'll see if we get anything back. Yeah. All right. I'm going to open this very carefully because I do want to actually keep the wrapper. All right, here we go. Going in. Oh, I hear that sound. Love the sound of the pack. All right. Let's try ease them out there. Come on. Come on, baby. There we go. Here they come. Oh. oh, right. What have we here? That's interesting. Okay, I'll come back to that. Um, first of all, they are a little bit stuck. Oh, they are stuck. Brick. Right, hang on. Now that is the sound that you don't want to hear. And yes, I've got a white look. I've got a white mark down the middle. Yeah, and on that one. So there we go. Who's that? Uh, Fleer Ultra Spider Man ninety seven does um, stick, folks, (laughs) and then some. It is glossy. A lot more. A lot more of these things stick than people think, man. Crown. It's interesting. It is. It is the later nineties ones as well. um, Because yeah, of um, course. Uh, 98 was Silver Age. Um, so Crown. Now this is this set is the one that came with a red and a blue logo parallel. So you've got the same art on the front, but the backs are different. So oh. this is a red Spider-Man versus Kane. Um, oh, you'll notice cool. that the, the, the text on the bottom of that crown was blue. So it'll have a different thing. And oh. I have a feeling the back makes up a picture or possibly a comic story. I'm not sure. You're the thing is, right. this Spider-Man versus Kane has seven cards stuck to the back of it <laughs> so Aww. there's no way i mean i'll try flexing them i would flex it up or yeah down. i'm flexing it flex, flex 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 i'm gonna do it the other way as right on the other axis Ooh. it's not freed them at all no it's gonna be oh yeah <sighs> that's damaged as well uh dr kafka versus dk whoever that is <laughs> Oh, There's some cool. properly late 90s deep cuts in there, but beautiful Sensational artwork. Sensational Spider-Man. Uh, it's Mike Wieringo. Oh, wow. Mark, man, dude, he's the best. I loved his work. Yeah, Sensational Spider-Man. Yeah, it's interesting. They've got the different Spider-Man titles on the top of each. Spider-Man one-shots, that one was that Kane one. Oh. Oh, yeah, they're all... The, the white is down the front of all of them. Look, I figured. See it all the way up and down the middle. Is that Daredevil? Uh, that is, yeah, Daredevil had a different costume going on in the late 90s. It was quite bizarre. Daredevil. (laughs) Uh, Spider-Man one-shots. So at this point, I don't think any of these are rescuable. Uh, Oh, no. hello. No, you did not. Black Cat. Thank you very much. Black Cat. And you know what? It's got, I don't care that it's got white down the back and the front. I pulled it. it. So I'm having that. Thank you. That'll go in my, I have a feeling I might have it. You can feel it though. You can feel it down the front. I mean, you know, it's a pulled a black cat. Yeah. It's a placeholder. Pulled a black cat. It's a placeholder. So yeah. Wow. Wow. That's cool. 
That's hilarious. That's uh, awesome. Right. Spider-Man versus Kane. Let's come off there. Right. What we got here? Untold Tales of Spider. Untold Tales of Spider-Man. Was oh, a really I good love series. That. Um, this is I actually Bat- that series. Batwing. Not all yeah. But, but it was uh, fun. Because it, it was, was just fun. like it was. Like Untold Tales. It was done in the style of the original 60s stuff. Mm-hmm. Um wow, in the it's been a while since I thought well. of that. All right, we've got three left, and they're all... Uh. all right, Amazing Spider-Man. We have Delilah, a very um, Delilah. curvaceous lady with um, white gloss marks all down her front. So, yeah, this is bricked. Um, Amazing Spider-Man. Completely bricked. Um, but you know what? I don't care. No, who gives a f- So, and the last one, Spider-Man Unlimited, Spider-Man versus Raptor, whoever that is. Oh, Raptor. Spider-Man is just so cool. But, you know, it's eight cards. They're, they're kind of fun. And I pulled a black hat. So, you know, um, I don't know what, if any, chase cards this set had. So, um, but what was in here was this. It's oh, a little, it's a little leaflet. Legion. It's an overpowered card game leaflet. Huh. Just like a promo leaflet. But you know what? That in itself is a collectible. So that's my win. I love that. Yeah, that's great. I'll Definitely keep that. that. Did it's they have got- that game online? Uh, yeah, it's Marvel, it's Marvel Online. It must be one of their first online things. Marvel Online. Look at that. Holy shit. So this is from 97. So yeah, this will be the in, in, infancy. Oh my gosh. I remember online, online stuff in 97. That was so much fun. This is this is, this is is bonkers. There is a... What's this? Oh, there's tournaments. Cyber Comics. I, I know. There's, there's a tournament here. So it, this, this must be 97, May... Uh, yeah, it's a 97 set, so hopefully they had it out before May. Because in the pack, you've got uh, want to be the best there is at what you do? Then come to an overpowered tournament and take your shot at being champ. The font. Oh, there was an overpowered tournament? Yeah. It was in New York on May the 17th, Chicago on May the 3rd, Toronto on May the 3rd, Huntsville, Alabama, Date TBD. Hemet, California, May 24th, Seattle, Washington, date TBD, and the national championship in Chicago, Illinois, on July 5th and July 6th. And there were different numbers to call for each of them. So if if anyone listening went to any of those events and and has photos, especially, um, come and talk to us, because that's the the infancy of being online. But Marvel Online, marvelonline.com. Or on American Online at keyword Marvel. This is properly like this is brilliant. I love it. So for you know for me, that that that's the value. Yeah, that's the win. Is that man. that's a time Hold capsule? Cat. That's a time yeah, capsule. That's crazy. I've got a wrapper. I've got that, and I've got a black cat, albeit with gloss. No, you pulled. So yeah. So, yeah. so there we go. Nineties um, <laughs> awesome. packs, and 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 actually to tie this back, this is why grading for people so say you were a really mad delilah fan and you wanted one of these cards and you wanted it for your pc mm-hmm. you want to take your chance on buying one that may or may not have a picture good enough to show that it's got got no, um, that it's bricked or yep. do you want to buy a graded one i'll leave it with that. i don't know man that's that's what i'm saying yeah. i mean it's not easy you know and this stuff is like you said before finite yeah, this is not this is not around. And here again is audio proof that not everything you pull from a pack is going to be no 
It won't be. Nine it just won't be. So there we go. Oh, this has been fun. We should do this. We should, Dude, we should open awesome. the phone lines again. <laughs> I love it. I think I love it's a blast. It. I think we should do it at least once a month or something. I think we should. I know about once a month. I think we should do it more often. Definitely. I'm. I'm still yeah. going to. Um. You know what? This theme tune. Bi-yearly? I don't know. Oh, no, I'm not sharing anymore. You can't hear the music. <laughs> That's I saw your head bopping, and I was like, he's no, enjoying himself. my head's bopping. Yeah, well, you know, I was. Listen, that could have been so cool had I not completely muffed it up. But what I was going to do was I was going to very, very gently hit play and then gradually do this. And have that playing, as you say, at the end of the episode. Enjoy collecting, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting. I am going to very quickly play a Larry King game. I don't care. Um, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey on the Larry King game. Here we go. In the fall of 1971 at an Arco station in Button Willow, I had my entire fist up Monty Hall's ass. <laughs> so is that is that... Kind of what you're going for? Go to the phone. Huh? Go to the phone. Go to the, go to the phone. Oh, oh, oh. Had my entire fist up Monty Hall's, yeah, Monty, or, or Steve McQueen's rectum. I wasn't sure which one you wanted. Uh, yeah, okay. I was in a cornhole stack at the Playboy Mansion in 1968. Merv Griffin was on the bottom, then me, Fess Parker, Ronnie Shell, Art Garfunkel, Trina... Trini Lopez and Sebastian Cabot. Hef was watching while Otto Premature blew him. Butte, Montana. <laughs> oh, that's great. Do you see what I mean? Uh, Greg Proops. Yeah. You know who Greg Proops is, don't you? Yeah, 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 I do. Greg Proops is good, man. He was yeah. on uh, Whose Lines Anyway. I've seen him on another show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Proops. And then there's, Le- there's LeVar Burton. But all of the guests did it. Yesterday, mm. I was uh, with my lovely wife, Sean. I was listening to her practice her scales. We were in Provo. I'd had the only New York Times delivered from the Albertson by the one Jew kid who lives in the neighborhood. And tomorrow night on the show, by the way, Robert Mugabe, dictator or misunderstood artist working in an unpopular medium. <laughs> Reminds me of when I was growing up in Brooklyn with Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale and a bunch of other guys I didn't grow up with. <laughs> I remember when I invented gelato. I don't know if you've ever seen a giraffe lick its undercarriage. That was so gratifying. That's a first.
But <laughs> That's a first. At the zoo with my children, whose names I cannot remember. <laughs> One of them, I think, is named Zorro. <laughs> so good at Ron Sterling's voice. Saw the giraffe lick itself, and I said to Sean, you need to remember that. <laughs> Minot, North Dakota. <laughs> anyway, you get the idea. Oh, God, that's Isn't so good. good. I'll, oh, that's mate, amazing. seriously, they are brilliant.